everybody, and welcome to another episode of All Things Considered Franchising, powered by ScottMilosFranchiseCoach.com. I am your host, Scotty Milos. Things Considered Franchising is a podcast dedicated to the entrepreneur, whether you're an independent looking for a business the first time and want to research and explore opportunities franchising, or maybe you're a multi-unit serial business owner already and want to diversify your portfolio. Scott Milos Franchise Coach.com is a consulting organization I own that helps people research and explore opportunities, helping you build the business model, putting you in a position to want to learn and introducing you to the potential opportunities that are fit or a fit. And today's guest really kind of just goes full circle. Um, a, a, a very interesting, uh, I'm going to call him a young man <laughs> because <laughs> uh, I, 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 he, he still is. But uh, our guest is Alex Rossman, who is CEO at Rossman Media. Uh, for those of you who are out in the social media digital uh, world, you probably have heard of him. He uh, has uh, his agency has uh, worked with, uh, by gosh, what Virgin Atlantic, um, Orange Theory, uh, somebody we know in the franchising world. Oh, yeah. Um, and his story is just really interesting. And uh, Alex, welcome to the show. Scotty, thanks for having me. I know we were touching base before we, we pressed record and there's already a lot of good conversations already started. So I'm excited. Yeah, um, <laughs> I, I just want to touch on your story because it, it's interesting and, 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 and it, it touches with me because um, you spent four years in college, University of Arizona, I think, correct? Um, kind of, you know, going through business and being programmed like most of us uh, probably never thought of business ownership. Got an education, came out and went to work for ADP out of all things in sales, a top producer. And then a light bulb went off and said, eh, eh, this ain't going to work. And it's nothing against ADP because there are a lot of people that have made a great living, uh, done very well. But you kind of remind me myself that that light bulb went off about entrepreneurship. Um, you know, mm -hmm. I want to own my own business. I, I don't want to work for somebody else. Tell us about that story because I think it's yeah. it's great for the listeners. Absolutely. Well, I can say the first thing is I truly believe that entrepreneurship is ingrained in, in you at a very early age, right? I think there's some people that just, they can't stay within the lines. They they want to break the rules. They want to take risk. It's just inherently in you. And I think every successful entrepreneur I know, they have very similar qualities, right? And so I think I, at a very early age, had those tendencies to want to you know, not go the traditional path, right? Not go the corporate world, not do that, but really start something that I that is mine. And I actually grew up in an entrepreneurial household. My dad was an attorney, started his own practice, always ingrained in me at a very young age, be your own boss, be your own boss, be your own boss. So I've kind of gone through, you know, life like that. But, you know, at every inflection point, you've you got to pay the bills and you got to have uh, right. a way to make a living. And sometimes, you know, building a business, uh, you know, can hinder that. So you're exactly right. I started uh, really right out of college, worked at ADP. It was honestly a great experience of learning sales, getting really uh, into a routine of talking with C-level executives and business owners and truly understanding how business operates. Because you had told me even before we press record, it's like, you don't learn all that at, in college, right? And so you've got to right. go out and experience it to really learn did two years there. And I said, you know what, how can I 
bring what I've learned kind of into my own world, create my own business. And it came in the form of a digital marketing agency. And so I was in San Diego at the time, knocking on doors, trying to get, you know, my first clients and ended up just kind of a dom domino effect. I mean, bring on new clients, bring on staff, bring on new clients, bring on more staff uh, to now where we are, you know, over 60 full-time folks and working with some pretty incredible brands. That's interesting. You know, you mentioned something that is pretty important to me when I'm talking to my clients and, and, I, and I see the transformation is, um, and I use the word sales aptitude. Now I'm going to date myself here. I'm not talking about Willie Loman knocking on doors, uh, you know, going through the white pages or the yellow pages. And if anybody wants to know what those are, white pages and yellow pages, we can have a separate conversation. But sales aptitude plays an it plays a a role in an entrepreneurial uh, uh, success story. Um, I tell my clients that look, if you're not comfortable being in front of somebody, that boardroom presentation, making a presentation, that mm -hmm. really more of a retail type business is going to be for you. Because mm -hmm. there's what we call the behind scenes, I call it that social media digital platform for marketing versus yeah. going out and getting involved with the chamber and networking. What yeah. What is your feeling about that sales aptitude, what you learned mm -hmm. at ADP and, uh, you know, and, and for people out there listening to this, you know, maybe they are uncomfortable, but they could get to comfortable what they would have to yeah. do to get there. I always say people buy from people and it doesn't matter if it's through digital marketing, through a computer, or if it's face-to-face, -face. people want to know your story. And yeah, I think it determines, you know, everything's determined on who you are as a person, understanding, you know, where your strong suit is, right? Getting very uh, vulnerable with that fact of like, hey, am I a true people person can get out and really sway an audience? Or am I somebody that maybe is more operational behind the scenes? And I think either way, you can be a successful entrepreneur, but you've got to double down on what is, what works and then hire for your weaknesses, right? Okay. So for me, you know, I'm very much a people person. I love talking with people. I love understanding their pain points and how I can really truly be of service, but I'm not so much an administrative operational person. So I've over time hired for those roles. And so I would recommend that to anybody is really get clear with, you know, what are your superpowers? What are your core competencies? And double down on that and then hire for your weaknesses. That's interesting. So business entrepreneurs, um, it's okay in your view to hire out, to get those people on board. And it can be, you know, it could be a process. You don't have to go out and hire the team right away, but yeah. start adding as you need people for things that, you may not be comfortable doing, so you can concentrate on doing what you are good at, but also providing oversight for the business. Because as a CEO, as you know, yeah. there there are a number of different hats that you're going to wear. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And for a while there, you're going to wear pretty much all of them. And I think you you have to be comfortable being uncomfortable, right? And you have to really be able to say, hey, you know what? I'm going to have to run my own payroll before I get a bookkeeper. I'm going to have to... Right you know, drop a proposal before I hire a salesperson. And so that naturally, I think it's best, frankly, if you do know all those roles, so then you know who to hire for those roles as you continue to grow. Right, right. Um, we're talking to Alex Rossman, uh, CEO of Rossman Media. I'm Scotty Milas, host of All Things Considered uh, Franchising. Um, let's take a deep dive into digital uh, social media marketing. 
uh, whether you're a large corporation, small corporation, new entrepreneur, just getting into business, launching a business. I've always looked at marketing as kind of that flying the 747. There's really only one way to fly a 747 to get it off the ground. And of course, once you have it up in the air, you're just not going to throttle back. You got to keep the plane in the air. And I would think that's to me, that's the kind of the model in a business. You got to keep the business going. So let's talk about media, social media, digital marketing, and the importance and the role it plays within a business developing and succeeding. Talk about some of those yeah. points that young entrepreneurs, middle entrepreneurs experienced should be focusing on and what's important in today's marketing scheme in, in initiatives. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go off of your, uh, your saying there about the plane. I, I think that's so true. And you've got to keep fueling it, right? And I think that's a right. that's another thing. And and that's what marketing is. I mean, it's just it's fueling what's already there, the foundation of your product, your service, and just really doubling down on getting it out to the masses. And you know, in today's world, the quickest and easiest way to do it, and Scotty, you know this by doing this podcast, is to just create content and create video content, share your story. Talk about the benefits of your product or service without being too salesy, but people want to know the story. And I would say more than ever before, you have more of that conscious consumer that everything they buy, doesn't matter if it's a service or it's a product off the shelf, they're looking at the ingredients, they're looking at the story. They want to, to get that foundation before they're actually making you know, an informed buying decision. And so I think marketing today is so important just with being consistent. You know, You talk about getting the plane off the ground. And the quickest way to, you know, having that plane kind of, you know, detour or go in the wrong direction is when you stop, right? So when you just completely stop the momentum, that means not doing any marketing, not really moving the needle in terms of getting your product and service out there. So we're a firm believer as, as the company that all brands, it doesn't matter if you're an accounting firm, a franchise coach, or a, you know, Fortune 500 enterprise brand you have to always look at marketing as an always on solution. Interesting. So let's, let's kind of set up the chessboard here for a second. Just, and again, I, I, I you know, kind of maybe just kind of touch on a couple of points. Uh, someone's going out, uh, they're starting a business, investing in a business, whether it's an independent, a franchise, buying a resale. Mm -hmm. If, if you were evaluating a business or starting a business, where would point A and B be, the first two things, on the marketing side that you would want to focus in on? Is it that identity, kind of uh, the name and what you do? Or is it, a lot of people like to go out and create logos and you know jingles and yeah. everything, but wh where does somebody start on all this? Yeah. So I'm always a believer that, I mean, and again, going back to the plane analogy, <laughs> sometimes you have to <laughs> build the plane while you're flying it, right? So right. You're, not everything's going to start off perfect where you've got a perfect logo, you've got a perfect mission statement. Sometimes it's your customers, it's the the people that are going to kind of help you formulate what that story is and, and what that product or service is going to be. So I would just say, you know, ultimately identify what you're good at and what you like to do, right? Because I think if you find an industry that naturally... Um, you know, calls to your soul and you really like it, it gets you excited about getting up in the morning. That's the type of business you want to go after. 
And then I think from there, sometimes people spend way too much time on the branding and how everything's going to look. Sometimes you just got to get out to the market. And I always say, you know, stop overthinking, just do it. And right. sometimes that's when you start to learn and be able to, you know, pivot at times too. Not everything's going to be a, a straight edge to the top. You've got to really, you know, kind of go with the punches, see what works, see what doesn't, you know, and, uh, you know, and, and be amenable. You know, I've, I've always said to my clients that it's 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 always harder to be successful than it is to fail. Um, and, and, you know, it's just kind of something that I've always had in, in the back of me that you, you've got to be putting the effort in. But there are mistakes that people make. I mean, let's face it. And I'm sure in your career and the success of your company, you, you, you've kind of scratched your head a little bit and you said, oh, boy, how are we going to fix this? What are some of the mistakes or, you know, maybe kind of help us out here on what some of those mistakes are that people could be doing as they try to grow and or yeah. even maintain the stability uh, of growth uh, within the organization, their company? Yeah, that's a great question. And there's so many to count. I'd be here. We'd have to extend the uh, podcast in a few <laughs> hours. <laughs> Um, there's always things that they go wrong. There's always things that break. And, you know, it goes back to what I said earlier is you have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. I think that's the, the best entrepreneurs know and anticipate that things are going to go wrong. So you inevitably, you have to be a problem solver. And so, you know, for me, it was, you know, hiring mistakes, you know, you hire the wrong person, mm -hmm. you identify really quickly how that can spiral. Boom. You got to fix that. Um, you know, brought on a client that you thought was going to be the best client, going to be transformational, maybe not, right? So there's all these things that could go wrong in a business and you almost have to anticipate them, right? You always have to keep pushing forward, but the quicker you can think on your feet, the quicker you can solve those problems, I think the quicker you can kind of move on. Um, I always also say that, you know, if you make one mistake, don't make it again. So every time that you have things that come up, maybe it was a mistake that was made, really learn from that, you know, course correct so it doesn't happen again. And that any new mistakes or problems that have are just new ones uh, and maybe, you know, something again that you learn from and build experience off of. You've worked with some pretty large organizations and you've worked with some probably smaller um, uh, organizations just starting out that became large organizations Yep. Um, you know, I don't want to name drop. So, you know, I'll let you do that. But we talk about common mistakes people make. But what are some of the common things that those organizations are constantly doing or continuing to do as brand recognition and building? I mean, I'll name one, Orange Theory. Now, yeah. in the franchising industry, Orange Theory is, you know, they were and, and still are that, you know, kind of that big player, that A player in health and fitness, right. uh, you know, everybody who's tried to open or, or to become a franchise or in health and fitness has kind of mirrored that. So what are yeah. some of those commonalities? What are those companies doing uh, to constantly making sure that those brands are out there and people know who they are? Yeah, it's a great question. And, you know, I have worked with the small mom and pops all the way up to you know, large franchises like an Orange Theory. And, and I can tell you that you'd be surprised, but a lot of the same problems, a lot of the same things, they're dealing with very similar things, right? It's small business, same with large enterprise brands. You'd think they'd be so far apart, but there's a lot of the same things that they're, they're trying to implement and trying to solve. Um, you know, what I will tell you is, you know, what 
a brand like Orange Theory is focused on really is just that, the brand. How do we want to be perceived in the marketplace? Who do we want to appeal to? Really understanding who their audience is, I think is so critical. So just like you, Scotty, I think you do it great, right? You've dialed in your niche. You know who your audience is. You're going after current and new franchise owners, you know, helping them and guide them. You know, that's a very niche, you know, your audience. I think every brand is trying to really identify who is their audience, how do we speak to them effectively, and what platforms to do that on. And what we're seeing is more and more migrating towards social and digital as a way to do that. In working with franchise systems, and again, we're talking to Alex Rossman, CEO of Rossman Media. Um, in working with franchise systems, you know, one of the we, we talk about issues that uh, franchisors have with franchisees. It's franchisees coming into the system that think mm -hmm. that they know more about social media marketing than the actual brand. And then they start doing things. And of course, you know, they, they change the instruments on the 747 and, you know, and before you know it, you got to make an emergency landing and, yeah. you know, it's, it, you know, we're hoping we can save the business. So when you yeah. look at franchising and then an independent, is the marketing strategy all the same? I mean, it, it sounds like it is, but should fr potential franchisees or people looking to invest in a franchise really, you know, kind of rub elbows with the franchisor on the marketing strategy, especially if it's not an embryonic brand, it's a, it's a brand that's been solidified 100 plus yep. units and growing. I mean, how important yep. is that for a potential franchisee or somebody investing a in a franchise? That's a really great question. Really great question. What I will say is that there's two ways to look at it. First is the corporate brand. You know, just I look at that as the macro focus. Like, how do you want the brand to be perceived in all markets, right? Um, from the, you know, the branding to the messaging to the website to the marketing materials, and then even deeper, who's your buyer persona, right? So there's that kind of macro. Then, you know, if you're a multi-location franchise, then you kind of look at the, the microclimate, right? So the geo-specific, uh, you know, parts of the business, right? So if you're going to be in Tampa versus you're going to be in Los Angeles, maybe you're speaking to different, you know, you're, you're, you're positioning the brand in a different way based on that location. So I think, you know, you really have to get clear on, you know, the true mission of the company, but then also be able to have some flexibility based on the markets that you're in and kind of understanding the lifestyle of the folks that live in that market. Interesting. Um, and that's just one example, but yeah. So, so franchisors, I mean, they, they I, you know, I try to explain, explain to people, you know, validation. I mean, get out there and talk to the existing franchisees, get to know the marketing teams, but team, but get out there and speak to the franchisees and see what's going on. I mean, but yeah. it, based on what you're saying, and if I read into a little yeah. bit more about what you're saying is that, the market that that franchisee or potential franchisee is going into plays an important role on how the marketing is done also, because Absolutely. what may work in Manhattan may not work in, you know, Toledo, Ohio, or, um, you know, or vice versa. 100%. Yeah. You, you really have to, and you said it exactly right is get out there, meet the people, get out there, understand the dynamics, the nuances of that area because that is going to determine, you know, how you market to to those people. And, you know, a great example, Cousins Maine Lobster, another big franchise yep. started from Shark Tank. Uh, very much the case. I flew out to, you know, we went to Tennessee, we bounced from Nashville, we went to Memphis. And even in that short period of time, 
two totally different markets, right? Totally different markets. One that's brick and mortar, you know, one that's a food truck, just a different atmosphere, a different type of person that's going to be, you know, going to get, you know, a lobster roll in, in Nashville or Memphis, Tennessee. And so you have to identify that you've got to tailor that messaging towards that specific market. That's great. Um, I have a phrase that I like to use a complacent optimist. And what I look in a complacent optimist, it's somebody who is constantly doing kind of those same things and hoping that something is going to change from doing those activities or somebody's going to come to them uh, right. and tap them on the back shoulder or the bookkeeper is going to come or the CFO is going to come or the operations, uh, you know, kind of, you know, and, and, and the 747 is now coming down. Um, yeah. When we look at marketing for an organization, whether it's a large company or a small company, how often should somebody be analyzing or looking at the analytics? Because I think a lot of people get scared about analytics, the data, but how often should somebody be looking at the analytics or reviewing, you know, if you're an owner sitting down with your marketing team or an agency like yourself and kind of yeah. reviewing it? I love that question. Yeah, you know, it's it's so much about proactivity. I think the more complacent you get, you just your finger falls off the pulse and and things can go haywire really quick. And so, you know, what I will say is, you know, we advise our clients to be looking at the the numbers as frequently as possible. Um and when we say just numbers and analytics, I mean everything from, you know, how your marketing channels are impacting top line revenue, you know, how it's impacting bottom line, and then all the way over to, hey, what type of person is clicking on our ads? You know, uh, who's most active, which cities are most active. So really looking at that, that was marketing analytics as well, to kind of determine, you know, a marketing strategy. And so we always say, if you can look at it at least once a month, and very critically once a month, that will really continue to push you farther ahead, because you can make much easier decisions when you have that information in your arsenal versus, oh no, it's, you know, we're into the quarter, had no idea what went wrong. And now we need to kind of go backwards and sift through all of it. So just try to keep your finger on the pulse as much as you can on a monthly basis. And if you have a good marketing partner, that's somebody that should show you that information regularly and walk you through areas for of opportunity. Are there more important areas of marketing that a young business should be focusing on. Um, I, I've always, uh, you know, I do some training with other consultants, helping them start their consulting business. And I always try to teach people or coach people that you got to be doing a little bit of everything. It's just, you know, yeah. you can't put all of your Easter eggs in the one basket because, you know, uh, you're going to get yourself in trouble. But how important yeah. or what are some of the mainstream things that people should be doing and then growing from there? If he could share. Yeah, absolutely. And I would agree with you 100%, Scotty, is is we call it omni-channel in the marketing space. So, you know, casting that net as wide as you possibly can, you know, especially early on, you just, you're going to have to roll up your sleeves and just get out there and do it from in-person to online. What I would say from a modern marketing standpoint, you know, is start figuring out ways where you can own your data and you can build customer lists and you can have basically a tried and true platform that you can speak to your clients. I think one of the worst things you can do is kind of cast the net wide and not take advantage of the people you're talking to. 
And that can be through email. So lifecycle marketing, making sure you're building up that subscriber list of, you know, quality, you know, good people that you feel fit your ideal customer base, right? And then secondly, you know, building a social media following is, is critical because, you know, the more followers you have every time you post, that is going and being distributed to them. So, you know, trying to post as much content as you can. And Scotty, this is a great example of when I say content, a podcast, video, uh, something that's going to help promote the product without being overly salesy, but just telling the story. So I would just say that the more you can kind of drive your marketing strategy around building a list or building a very tried and true platform, that's that's the most important thing you can do. So it isn't necessarily going out and spending oodles of money. I mean, you don't need a war no. chest of. Uh, nope. you, you could you could do this on a cost saving. I don't I, I don't know if I should use the word cost saving, but you mm -hmm. this could be really budget oriented towards your organization, whether you're larger or small, and kind of Absolutely. build it as you go along. So it's not just writing a check for X and just saying, do it. It's, yeah. Uh, what kind of companies do you enjoy working with your organization? I mean, obviously you've. You've worked with some well-known clients, but I mean, is there are there any favorite stories you can share? I mean, with somebody coming in, you know, kind of maybe be a little nervous. I just started this company. I've been around for six months and, you know, yeah. you're and, and now I got to write a check and, you know, and then I got to do the spend. So tell me, just share a little story. I think our audience would enjoy that. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'll just say I love those are my favorite success stories as a startup that's really starting from ground ground zero and building something pretty special. And we're usually very particular about who we work with because we want to believe in what they're building. And we want to know that we can actually help them because there's nothing worse than writing a check and then nothing happening, right? It's not comfortable for us. It's not comfortable for, you know, the client. So, you know, one particular, one particular story is a, uh, is a new kind of food brand uh, that just got started, gosh, probably six to nine months ago officially. And, you know, they really came to us to help them market, get out there. And not only did they just let us kind of run with it, they really took a backseat approach of saying, okay, well, you guys come to the table with the strategy, the implementation, what the budget's going to be. Uh -huh. And we're just going to really, you know, put all of our eggs in this basket and really see, you know, how it works. And so, you know, we created a, a plan that essentially was social media content, you know, advertising and built a really tailored solution for them within three months, you know, their platform in terms of social media, I'm talking about grew to thousands of followers. They were getting tons of engagement every time they'd post. And ultimately we built demand so much so that grocery stores were reaching out to them saying, Hey, we need, we need your product in store, right? We need, Interesting. We need more and so it just kind of shows you the value and the budget wasn't, wasn't that big. I mean, it wasn't, so it kind of goes back to your point, Scotty, if you're a, a new franchise or you're a franchisee, you know, you don't need to spend a lot of money to get out there. I think you just have to be smart and kind of identify what's the right strategy. And I think for many small businesses, especially in this case, it's trying a bunch of different things and, yep. you know, seeing what sticks and then again, I, I'm going to say this word again, double down on what's working. Interesting. Interesting. You know, Alex, I could sit here and probably talk to you about these subjects for the next two hours, like <laughs> you said, but uh, uh, believe it or not, we're just about out of time. But uh, and we've been talking with Alex Rossman, CEO of Rossman Media. Alex, um, yeah. it, 
anybody had any questions about uh, media, digital, social, starting a company, maybe they're in a, uh, they have a company that's doing very well, but they haven't been able to get to that next step or that next level, how would somebody reach out to you? What would be the best way for somebody to reach out to you? Uh, you know, maybe just ask some questions, maybe engage a little bit. We love all the questions. We'll even do a complimentary audit for you. So we are all about helping small, midsize, and large businesses. Uh, RossmanMedia.com is the best way to reach us. Um, you can literally just click get my free audit and we'll put that together for you within a week. Get on a call with me or, or one of our colleagues and kind of talk through a game plan to really, you know, help grow your business. That's interesting. Great, great, great. Any last minute tidbits? Anybody want to, anything you want to throw in there that I might not have asked? I mean, uh, again, I'm not a marketing genius, that's for sure. But uh... <laughs> hey, well, you, you, you know a good amount. I can already tell by the way you, you market yourself. So. Well, no, I would you. just say, yeah, one final tidbit and it's, it's pretty cliche, but just keep going. Like if I was to talk to my younger self when I was starting the company, there's a lot of times I would say, you know, you'd want to throw in the towel and just, you know, be done. Stop flying the plane. We'll go back to that analogy. But uh, just keep going. Just keep pushing through. Understand that every entrepreneur has gone through what you've gone through in some way, shape, or form. You just, you've got to keep pushing through. And, and uh, you know, usually it's the entrepreneurs that just keep going that that end up the most successful. So, yeah. you know, you, you, you remind me of something. I, I, I remember watching a, uh, a round table on uh, 20-something, 30-something year old, uh, year olds, uh, you know, out of college in the workplace. And the question was really kind of a direct question. It was, you know, how come in your generation and the generations that are starting to follow you, you guys don't like to talk on the phone? I mean, you know, it, it always looks like you're not doing anything. And, and, and you know, you could see some, some of the people, you know, three of the four people kind of sit up in their seats. And then one kind of jumped in and says, well, we are working. We're just working right. differently than your generation. People like myself, we're communicating, but you can't see us communicating. Or we're yeah. communicating through email. So there's a lot more to marketing today and different, a lot more probably you know, there's a lot more than four wheels to the marketing than, than, than it was, you know, 25, 30 years ago. Oh, hundred percent. Even <laughs> I, I can't tell you how many times I've had to really explain what I actually do. Um, when I was first starting my company, I was like, what exactly does that mean that you do? So I totally get it. That's interesting. Well, again, Alex, thanks very much. We've been talking to Alex Rossman, CEO at Rossman Media. Reach out to him. The information is right there on the screen. Uh, I am Scotty Miles, the host of All Things Considered Franchising, powered by scottmilesfranchisecoach.com. Feel, feel free to reach out to me uh, either by email, scott at scottmilesfranchisecoach.com, or go to my website and inquire, scottmilesfranchisecoach.com. Alex, we hope to have you back again soon. Maybe something new and exciting in marketing is going to come about. But until then, thank you very much for your time. And this is Scotty Miles saying so long until next time.